So we all remember <laughs> what happened last time we recorded. Alaris was killed. Yeah. Yeah. And let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Sarah, and I play Morlinde Lyklast, an elf in the circle of the land and presiding druid over New Isatalos. And this is Advantage. Last time in episode 2.45, the Unknown Associates fought hard against a deva sent to guard the Springwood from non-elves. Much blood was spilled. Alaris disappeared and ran in a noble attempt to save his party and draw the Deva away. He knew it was not their battle to fight and instructed them to save themselves. He pushed hard through razors of briars and thorns, craving his goals of reaching the Springwood, of finding his family signet ring, and opening his father's puzzle box. By the time the Deva was defeated, the Unknown Associates had no idea where Alaris was. They found him, lying on the ground, dead, with the silver-antlered Deva elk standing tall over his shredded body. And that's where we'll pick up. Alaris, a pair of hands wraps around you like a cool washcloth on a stinging sunburn. Maylin weeps, burying her head into your chest. I thought you were dead! You're still coming to, having literally just died and been resurrected by a deva of Corallon, who took the form of a splendid giant elk. You're alive, on account of a miracle. You can see through torn robes that your wounds are closing and healing in the scar tissue with a radiant energy. You disappeared and I thought you had been killed! I think I was dead. (laughs) Arik, Grimton, Morlinde, you approach with a gentle ease once you hear Melin's sobs turn from fear and sadness to exhausted relief. Everybody give me perception checks. Alaris, you need to roll this with disadvantage. You're pretty shook up at the moment, right? Fair. Five. That's sad. <laughs> That'll be a six then. Uh, 23. 16 for me. Morlinde and Grimton, you spot something in Alaris's hand, a something that is glowing with a warm radiance. A delicate, loosely tangled silver Rolo chain spills out of his grasp and onto the grass. Wait, what is, what is that? Let's pick it up. I'm going to pick it up. What? You pull the chain and out of Alaris's hand comes a pendant on a long silver jewelry chain. You examine it and Maylin says, I, th- I think I remember the prior at the, the Temple of Corallon wearing one of those around his neck. And indeed, Alaris, when you look at it, you recognize it to be a Stella Pectoralis, 
a pendant worn by those of Celadrin significance. It's worn around the neck, hung low between the breasts, and while worn, will offer you advantage on all charisma checks against high elves. Ah. That's cool. Has he always been wearing that? No. I don't think he has. I think is the... I guess the Deva gave it to me. Wow. Well, cool. And all you had to do was die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the low, low price of one death. I guess I'll put it on. Uh, can I have it back? Of course. I'm not wearing my gorget currently, am I? Uh, you, you can do what you want. I'm not gonna... Okay. Uh, as you sit, still recovering, you look into the glen. This is unlike anything you have seen before. Alaris... You have certainly heard about how the Silver Band has perfected the art of stained glass, but you've never witnessed anything like this. Indeed, all of you were blown away by the intricate art in the windows and the traceries of the Temple to Corallon when you visited it a few days ago. But what is before you now surpasses even that by magnitudes. To the Temple of Corallon, and indeed much of the Azure Keep, they were built in white marble. Its forms are firm and straight and towering. In contrast, what is before you now is anything but that. Buildings appear woven out of trees, a practice familiar to elves who have visited places like Shia Serene and the green fields in the Watch Forest. But even the buildings there do not hold a candle to this. These branches are not thatched as one might expect on a wobble and daub hovel but are spaced out. And in between these forms are incredibly delicate, resplendent stained glass placements. It's like tree branches with stained glass in the tree branches. Imagine like a basket with a very, very loose weave. Yeah, and then in the in the holes of the weave, there's stained glass. Exactly. That's cool. Was that like grown or crafted? Yes. Probably both. <laughs> As you collect yourselves, uh, where are you heading? What's your plan to locate the family Geldream in the Springwood? Well, you know, we... Uh... <laughs> Hold on, we don't... Okay, for the audience, and I I once, a couple weeks ago, asked uh, the players this in our group me, and Jesse, remind me what your solution was. Hold on, is... I, I want to get it right. You're gonna, you're gonna have to scroll a long way, friend. I know. But he's committed, and so am I. I found it. Okay, let, let, let's get the direct quote. <laughs> The well, you said, What would we do? Mm -hmm. and I said, Or what our plan was, to which I responded, Shouting, <laughs> and then I followed it up with, I am emphatically and unironically saying that yes, Grimton will shout at the trees till they tell him where the Geldream plan is. So that's Grimton's plan, <laughs> that's the rest of your plan. Well, my plan was also just to resist. <laughs> yes, yes, I see. You, I saw you pull that back into your mouth, whatever it was, and I want you to resist for a bit. <laughs> I think Alaris's plan was also just to, like, try to ask people. Mm -hmm. We we got here, you know. We, we're not dead yet. You begin your journey. As you walk, you tread on splashes of color cast from sunshine through glass. Above you, prisms hang in trees, scattering rainbows this way and that. Morlinde, you see a team of glazers stand at a work in progress. 
And Alaris, you've seen the glazing of stained glass windows from your time with the Legacies. Mm -hmm. And typically, the Kames, which are the tiny metal bars that allow the artists to create the actual pictures, those are shaped out of poured and soldered lead. And now that you're getting closer, you can see that this process is different. You see the glazers dipping brushes into a can of something labeled Petra. Hmm. Morlinde, Alaris, and anybody else who's interested in this, give me intelligence checks. Uh, that's a 20. 9, 10, 14. Alaris and Morlinde, I th- you two put it together that Petra, the thing that they're brushing onto the vines and trees, must be some sort of alchemical agent that transforms the tree forms into stone which would imbue it with uh, strength and longevity for their building projects. Okay. So it allows them to grow and shape, but also set into place. That's awesome. Interesting. So you're right. It is exactly what you predicted, where it is a mixture of both. I get advantage on rolls involving stonework. Go ahead and roll your second dice, Grinton, <laughs> um, on a technicality, Grinton. It's L11. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'll let you choose if you figure that out. <laughs> Do they set the glass in and then turn it to stone? I don't know. You haven't been watching it for very long. I bet if you sat here all day, though, you'd figure it out. So right now, we're just seeing them work the vines and create the... Yeah, well, we, we, were, we were able to figure out what the Petra was used for. We haven't actually necessarily seen it in practice. You know the thing... That in, um, I think it's an ability where you can like know the history of stones, like you're like intimately familiar with. You can like it's a th- yeah, Grimton's or the so, dwarven like yeah, stone yeah, history yeah, ability, yeah. racial so, trait or something. What's that like touching a stone tree? Uh, well, you realize that this is a stone tree. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. I, I feel like it's, it's probably a alive. weird experience. Well, it's only been a stone for. <laughs> Not that long, right? Yeah, so that you know the entire history of it. Different. You would know in detail everything that has happened to that tree <laughs> since it became like, stone. It's got to have like since a different vibe stone. to it. Like you got to like touch it and be like, "Oh, what is this?" You know, like <laughs> this is weird. Um, everybody, give me perception checks, please. Ooh, nat twenty. Oh, uh, that was a, that was also a nat twenty. Six. <laughs> I got six. I got an eight. <laughs> so two nat 20s and then total shit. Ye with the nat 20s. You notice citizens looking concerningly at your party, but particularly at Alaris. Uh, they're murmuring amongst themselves. You see some nodding. A few walk away with purpose. Um, give me inside checks, you two. I'm still just watching these glass people. I'm just like, yeah. Uh, uh, that is 18. a 20. I heard Jazz call it what we usually call an unnatural ter- 20, a dirty, a dirty 20, 20, and I yeah. like that term. <laughs> I'm sticking with that. Both of you put together two causes for potential concern. One, the fact that Alaris is non-elf, but then that brings a question of why aren't they giving the same sort of curiosity to like Grimton and Ulrich? That was Yessie's question, yeah. And two... Around Alaris's neck in particular hangs a Pandominion gorget. Ah, mm. oh, dang it. <laughs> uh, I guess um, I will probably take off the gorget really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. as, as, as nonchalantly as possible. <laughs> um, 
And as you're doing that fairly nonchalantly and continue along your way, a high elf dressed in an official-looking, though rather out of style, frilled shirt approaches you. Behind her are a team of intimidating armed guards dressed in sylvan blues. She speaks, addressing you, Alaris. We've received no notice of visitation, nor do I recognize you. I'm Ambassador Laron, representative for the Pandominion's Bureau of Celestial Affairs. What business does an Imperial Legionnaire have with the Silver Band that necessitates arriving unannounced? Have you seen the Geldrines? You're not my concern, necessarily, unless you're also a Special Legionnaire. That I am. So what do two Special Legionnaires have business in the Springwood... Unannounced. Um, Did you hear my first statement? Re- restate it again, sir. It was really a question. Oh, okay. Have you seen the Geldrines? I don't know who they are. Uh, you don't know who the Geldrines are? Is this a family that you're looking for? Yes. Yes. Listen, I have instructions to bring you to the Great Glass Palace. Please come with me. Uh. Okay. <laughs> I guess I don't have any choice. Just those two, right? I was just thinking that, like, they don't even know we're associated with them, necessarily. You two come along as well. Ah, uh, good. They're my associates. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you previously unknown associates come with us. Great. I elbow Grimton, but based on height, that's me elbowing him in the head. He's like... <laughs> Lauren says... As ambassador for the Bureau of Celestial Affairs, it is my responsibility to know in detail any matter concerning the Pandominion and the Diaspora. Please tell me more about what brings you to the Springwood so that I might be your advocate in explaining your presence to the Silver Crown. Long story short, my dad was a member of the Silver Band. Was? Yeah, no longer living. Yeah, I'd never been here before. This, we're not here on official business for the Pandominion. We're more here as tourists. I just, you know, I forgot to take the gorget off. Sorry about that. Should probably leave that off when we're not doing, you know, work. We're basically sightseeing, trying to catch up with uh, my dad's family. You know, the Gell Dreams. And who are the four accompanying you? I guess three accompanying you, considering that uh, you, Dwarf, are a legionnaire as well. Uh, those are just my traveling companions. We're, we're sort of an adventuring party, if you will, you know. Does your party have a name that I should introduce you to the Silver Crown with? Uh. No. <laughs> I don't think we do. Okay. No, we don't. We're just with him. And where are you three from? Re- referring to Ulrich, Morlinde, and also Maylin, who is in tow. I'm from the Watched Forest. Yeah, we are from the Watched Forest. Maylin nods, confirming. I know very little about the Watch Forest. What is their relevance with uh, your stated mission? Stated mission of finding the Gil Dreams? Yeah, what's your interest in the Gil Dreams? Uh, none. Uh, but he's my friend, <laughs> so we're here for him. Emotional support currently. Palling around? It matters. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not much, but it's honest work. I bet the pay is very little. You pass by a white marble building that is strikingly similar to ones that you might see in the Azure Keep or the capital city of Temple. That eyesore is the Imperial Embassy, my office. Uh, If you don't 
want to wade through the thorn wall again, uh, announced visits by Pandominion officials are welcomed through the teleportation circle there. It links us to both Temple and the Azure Keep. Um, we've also got a lovely feast hall, should you want to host any oh. dinner parties. That's nice. But if I want to wade through the bramble, I can do that too, right? <laughs> you're. I guess you're more than welcome to. That would be foolish, but have fun. Okay. And that larger building over there, uh, that's the Celadrin seat, uh, the palace for their excellency, Maidwin Faceworn, uh, Bishop of the Springwood. Ambassador Laurent turns away from Maylin and Morlinde, now addressing all non-elves. Uh, his ecclesial see includes most of the Western Empire, so the Springwood, Havenmere, Azure Keep, Beacon, and everything in between. Uh, give me insight her buddy nat 20 25 why are we rolling so good it's a seven her buddy but grimton you pick up that's fitting (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) everybody but grimton you pick up that um ambassador laron turned away from you because she assumes incorrectly that morlinde and maylin are familiar with inner workings of the sylvan church being elves yep Laron points beyond the Celadrin seat. That building over there with the spires is the Reliquy Tower. It houses the spear that plucked out the orc god Grumsh's eye during the Dawn Wars. Um, there are some very pious people who visit daily for the memory at the uh, Arvindor Chapel. Of course, it's a quarter, so there will be more in attendance today. All of you know that the beginning of the week is called the quarter, referring to one quarter of a 28-day lunar cycle. Mm. Um, religion uh, check from Grimton and Alaris, please. While they're doing that, I want to ask, is it like public? Can like anyone go in and look at the spear? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's encouraged. Pilgrimage, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a 23. 13 for me. Alaris... You know that the memory is uh, the name of the daily service that is held at the Sylvan Church. It's called the memory. Okay. Um, And I think that both of you, Grimton and Alaris, despite Grimton's lower role, uh, I think this is easy enough. Together, I want you to tell me the story of Grumpsh One-Eye. Okay. Uh, Do you want me to, like, do it off the dome or... Do yeah, you if you can. It sounds like <laughs> What is the purpose of the spear? What is the oh, significance sure. of that? Oh, uh, sure. Is that the spear um, from whenever, like, Corlon and Grumps were fighting, and Corlon redirected the tack back and took out his eye? The very same. <laughs> it's one hell of an old weapon. I bet. Or I guess nine hells of an old weapon? That's really metal, and I'm going to be checking that out later. <laughs> I'll go with you, Grimton. I'd love to see that. And this is the Great Glass Palace, says Laron, uh, ushering forward to a massive building that you're only just now seeing. Does it look like it's made out of the same glass that we've seen like previously? No. It is crisscrossed with a diagonal Petra sash, and inlaid with a mirrored glass. It vanishes into the landscape, unlike the other buildings which show off their glasswork as their central feature. The Great Glass 
palace disappears seamlessly into the forest. Auric leans over to Grimton and, and whispers, do you think the great glass palace has a, an elevator? I'm more concerned about their security. They don't throw stones. <laughs> no stones allowed in, in this. No stones allowed. That's a one security measure. <laughs> Morlinde, as a spiritual leader trained in symbolic thought, what might this building be trying to communicate? Give me a religion check. That one's only a 15. Morlinde, I will give it to you because you are a spiritual leader, and so it should be a fairly easy roll. 15 works just fine. The Great Glass Palace reflects outward rather than ostentatiously celebrating ornate beauty. The significance is not what is held within the Great Glass Palace, but the diasporic community reflected by it. So when you look in, the significance is what is shown. It is the people. It is a community with which the Great Glass Palace is, is serving. Ambassador Laron nods at the guard stationed at the doors, who pat you down for rocks and other stones. <laughs> <laughs> and then open the door to a massive royal chamber. Um, she quickly turns her head to you, says something, uh, quietly and uh, under her breath and then but obviously meant for you to hear and then begins walking with a purpose her heels click on stone pavers below echoing in the hall uh, give me perception checks to see if you can catch what you said hey there we go that's a 10 19 12 13 Grimton you're the only one that caught it she said make sure to bow <laughs> oh no as you're all walking forward everybody but Grimton give me insight rolls as your heart beats faster knowing that you're about to need sovereignty uh 6 19 uh 20 unnatural a dirty, dirty 20, 20. Morlinde and Alaris you can assume from fairy tales and also common practice that commoners ought to bow in the presence of royalty <laughs> so it's just me over here being it's just you <laughs> Um, Good thing I'm small. Maybe they won't notice. You, you didn't catch it, and your nerves are just, ooh, they're, they're getting at you. You're starting to sweat real quick. Laron walks forward, and the silver crown stands. And when the sovereign is at his full height, the ambassador stops, turns around, and addresses you. Presenting their grace, Gwayer Morella Letharian, silver crown of the Springwood. Laurent turns to face the throne and bows deeply. Then I bow. Like, bows. Morlinde bows. Yeah. Maylin bows. In that situation, though, I feel like I would clearly see everybody else bowing and do it. It would just be rushed yeah. and be late. Give me a performance roll to see if you can successfully pull it off without <laughs> seeming awkward. Uh, 15. You nail it. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's... It makes sense. You see the visual cues from everybody else and are able to successfully bullshit your way through it. Congratulations, you didn't make yourself a fool in front of the Sovereign. Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.46. We're in the Springwood. It's an interesting place with a rich history that you'll explore with us in the next half of this show. Uh, so far, the Unknown Associates experiences of the Silver Band of Elves have been brutal, rude, and even deadly. 
but listen carefully to the stories that the Silver Band tells about their people and how that impacts how they interact with the rest of the cusp. As with every character and nation of people in this show, my hope is that you understand them complexly. A reminder that Dark Silver Forge is still offering discounts to Advantage and DPN listeners. Uh, they have stunning zinc alloy die sets, which are five and a half times heavier than your standard plastic die, and they are beautiful. All five of us in the cast of Advantage roll bones with Dark Silver. Uh, this week they released their newest dice set, which I am craving. It's bloodstained. It's got like this perfect smattering of red. Um, glistening on the dice oh it's so cool so brutal i love it um and you can get that for 10 percent off by using the code advantage dnd no spaces all caps i want it oh god i want it we've also got a new sponsor to announce this week do you ever wish that you could have a physical copy of one of those dozens of models you've have uh saved on hero forge do you want to buy unique miniatures for your tabletop games? Well, you can do both now with Cosmic Blue Minis on Etsy. They can custom print STL files for you and even paint them for a price. Follow them on at Cosmic Blue Minis on Instagram and their shop on Etsy. Uh, Cosmic Blue Minis, all one word, and use the coupon code ADVANTAGEDND, no spaces, all caps of course, and get 15% off your order. I am so excited for this sponsorship. Uh, we do theater of the mind for advantage, but I am a sucker for an in-person tabletop gaming session. Uh, I've literally got a tactical box full of minis. Uh, just last week, I started playing this rogue mastermind pirate named Sargasso Bell, who I want printed something fierce. I fully intended on using Cosmic Blue myself. Uh, if you need a link to the Darkmore Podcast Network's Discord channel, you can find it down at the doobly-doo. You can easily find Advantage and all our other member shows, uh, The Misadventures, Fun But Why, How Friends Are All Playing Out of Character, and DM Shower Thoughts are all wonderful companions of ours. What becomes possible when you let go of your preconceived notions on what makes a great story? What becomes possible when we see tabletop role-playing as more than just a game and also as a vehicle for personal growth and development? What becomes possible when you let your characters live through your gameplay? This is the DM Shower Thoughts Podcast, a proud member of the Darkmore Podcast Network, available on iTunes and Spotify. All right, let's get back to the show. Thank you. The Silver Crown nods. Ambassador Laurent rises from her bow. Your Grace, the Legionnaires claim that they are not here on official political business. The Silver Crown sits, and Laurent moves to the side, leaving the five of you there. He speaks. We have surrendered much of what we once called home on the Sun Plains. We were pressed into the Springwood by humans and orcs. Then you came to us with armies to politely ask permission to build an international trade route through our forest. We agreed only when the treaty included our seats in the Court of Light and the Bureau of Celestial Affairs. Understand our unease when two legionnaires in imperial blue 
come into our nation unannounced. So if you are not here regarding policy, state your business. Your Majesty. Your Grace. Your Grace. Uh, we are just here seeking the Geldream family. My father was Elafir Geldream, and my name is Alaris Geldream, and I just wanted to uh, find out more about my extended family. And the rest of these people are my traveling companions. And you just also happen to be a legionnaire? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that does sound really sus. That part's fairly recent. Our nation has been through much in its lifetime. Understand that the hostility you may encounter comes from a place of fear and self-preservation, stemming from a history of injustice and exploitation. I will offer you protection. Ambassador Laron will be your chaperone. Uh, all of you give me insight checks, please. Uh, that's a 12. That's a one? Yeah, 15. Nine. In addition to keeping you safe, Morlinde, you recognize that it serves another purpose, which is allowing the Silver Crown to keep its eye on you. Remind me the name which you seek. Geldream. Elagorn and Luella would be my grandparents. They should still be living here somewhere. The Springwood is larger than it lets on. There are many here who I do not know by name. If it will help your search, I'm sure we can look them up in the census registry. That, that does sound like it would help. <laughs> Helpful. Repeat the names for the record keeper who uh, steps up with a, uh, a quill and paper. Elagorn and Luella. And the record keeper walks away to, I don't know, go to the record keeping room or their census. I don't know. Uh, you think I'm supposed to figure out how all of elven government works? How, where the like census building is? Come on. I can only use so much. Please. <laughs> I, I, can't, I imagine it can't be all like boring like paper and stuff at this point. At some point there has to be like some like animated broom or something that goes off and like picks it up like Fantasia style. Like it's not just like some elf somewhere. You look around and instead of and instead of an elven janitor, there is a little broom being swept autonomously on its own. A, a fantasy Roomba. All unseen servants. They're all doing their own thing in sync with uh, the music that you hear playing. Is there anything else you need from the crown? Legionnaires and unknown associates. What are your names? Grimton. Steadyhand. Alaris Geldream. Ulrich Orman here. Uh, my name is Morlinde Lightglass. Your grace. Melin Prejor, your grace. She bows again. You all, in retrospect, realize that you also should have been bowing when you said your names. <laughs> I, know, I also didn't use an honorific. Uh, you fool. All right. Okay. Everybody roll smooth. No, um, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> Do we just have to wait for the... Uh, for the broom to come back with the... Our records keeper, will, we will find you. Right. Okay. Not. Well, thank, thank you, Your Grace, for your time. Um, uh, I guess we'll be on our way. And then I bow. I, I follow suit and bow, and then I pick up with, with Grimton, like, yeah, let's go check out that spear. Did you catch whether or not it was, like, structurally integral to that spire? <laughs> Wait. Yeah, assume it is. I don't think you should move the spear. I'm not saying I'm going to move it. Okay.
every time Joe says Reliquary Tower, the magic card. Yeah, it makes me think of magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a magic card. There's a there's an homage to that. Okay. In here. The, does it reference the maximum hand size? <laughs> what? Reliquary Tower is a land that when you play it, it says you have no maximum hand what size. Is, what does that mean? You can usually only have seven, seven cards. cards in your hand. Oh, got it, got it, got it. The Reliquary Tower is a tall, spiraled tower. Its shape obviously a tribute to the Spear of Legend held within it. The cames in the glass twist upward elegantly. In the same complex across a cloister of vine-draped pergolas, you see the lavish back patio of the Celadrin seat. A pair of knights stand at silent attention on either side of large double doors. They pay you no mind as you enter with many others. A vast majority of the crowd go around the central focus of the shrine. Directly in the middle of a lifted chancel is the Spear of Myth. It hangs magically in the air four or five feet off the ground. The shaft is gnarled and weathered, surely 20 feet or more in total length, clearly meant to be wielded as a pike rather than thrown as a javelin. A tattered blood-red fabric hangs loose at the joint between the obsidian spearhead and the shaft. Three feet from the tip are two lugs, perpendicular to the shaft. Two of you recognize these as crossbars. Grimton, in her dearth, these lugs were forged as a part of the spearhead itself. The infantry used them to prevent too deep a penetration during battle. A war spear is no good if it's lodged in the body of your latest foe. Ulrich, you've seen these crossbars affixed to spears used in boar hunting growing up on Kolgafir. The lugs stopped the advance of injured, savage boars from working its way up the shaft and attacking the hunter. In both cases, the cross guards were much closer to the spear point than they are here. You wonder how large were the foes slain by this weapon. Are there brochures? Like, is there, I got like a pamphlet where I'm like reading? Yeah, sure. I, I yeah. feel like that'd be a thing. I don't know, this is like a- Yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm just like sitting there quietly reading my brochure and looking up at it. He said people are just like walking around it? Like I'm really Generally, going yeah. Up to like it? There's, there's an ambulatory, uh, which picture like a giant cathedral. Yeah. The ambulatory is the part that goes around the back of the right. altar right um and they're they're going somewhere else like they've they live here and have seen it before like they're they're not tourists or pilgrims viewing this with much reverence they've got other places to be so there is like a physical thing separating us from the spirit oh yeah okay, there's, that's what i was trying to get at it's it's not just at chest height presented on a pair of spear holder <laughs> things on a shelf, you know? Like no, it's it's magically hovering above a lifted chancel, gated off and visibly inaccessible. And how how long is this spear? I was gonna 20 ask you. Twenty feet. See, okay. I show Grimton the spot in the pamphlet that like shows you different heighted things for scale. In relativity. <laughs> yeah, like various races and then like buildings and things. It is <laughs> it like... is five times the height of Grimton. There's a line that reads When Avon Scouts located the Godblinder in an Orcish tower called Esper. The ancient Knights of the Reliquy set off on a righteous crusade to recover the lost treasure. 
That's a pull from the Wizards of the Coast Magic the Gathering flavor text card. It sounded like it because Esper. Yeah. The Royal Query. Yeah. yeah, it's a good card. <laughs> I figured that was the, the magic reference, but. That's in my pamphlet. That's mm-hmm. the part I just read. I came up with the name Reliqui Tower, then Googled it, and I found, oh. <laughs> it's like, this is, You're like, ah, this is a Somebody else came up with this name, too. <laughs> huh. Anyway, the crowd is paying little mind to the spear that blinded a god. Instead, mingling toward a chapel along the wall, across from the ambulatory where you are now. There are maybe 100 seats total in this chapel, all facing an altar draped in a deep blue vestment. The holy seal of the Celadrin church is embroidered in a silver thread. The crowd overflows its limited seating, leaving you and many others standing at the pointed arched entrance. You remember that today is a quarterly. Two priests preside in front. Grimton, you cannot make out what they're saying in Elven, which is a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, well. Give me, everybody give me perception checks. Seventeen. Uh, Fourteen. Six. Twelve. Auric, you're looking around, just taking it all in, and you not really exactly knowing what to expect, but then you realize that you're standing right next to a young kid in a Weaver's School hoodie, about 19, who you've met before. Hey, it's you. A lot of people turn around and go, shh. It's you. Inchil Galdrim turns around and says, Oh, what in the nine hells? Gods! Don't worry. Damn it. Don't worry. Now I wish I would have gotten here early. Yes, there he is. That's Alaris. Remember we were talking about him before? He's... Shh. Shh. He's right there. Step outside with me. Alaris. Hey, hey, come here. Step outside. I'll step outside. Are you headed back to the reliquy room? Wherever he was taking us. We can just go back to the lobby, that's fine. Okay. Lobby sounds good. Yeah, we'll call it the Narthex, because it's a church. The Narthex, yes. There you go. What are you doing here? Trying to find the Geldrian clan. Yeah, well, you found them. You know where they are? Angel Geldrim, it's a pleasure. Hello. He Lars, we found them. Reaches out and shakes your hand. This is your, this is your cousin. You're the one that's apparently related to me. What are you doing here? What am I doing here? I just explained. No, what are what are the rest of you doing here? I like- We're with him. Did you track me down? No. You're so creepy. I don't you know who so you are. Creepy. I've never even heard of you before. This is this is our fault. I'm sorry. See, not creepy. We, <laughs> we met this guy before and we were excited and we were trying to, Alaris, we were trying to get you to meet him. They're obsessed with me. No. No. I literally forgot you existed. Obviously not, because we haven't mentioned your existence until, like, right now when we remembered you existed. Why haven't you? That would have been useful. Yeah, that would have been really helpful. A lot has happened. That would have been really helpful, guys. A lot has happened. You knew about this and you didn't? There were things that happened. He's wearing a Weaver School hoodie. He might have been in... This is relevant. We could have... When'd you meet him? It would have changed exactly nothing as to how we got here and it could yeah. no because he, he was purposefully unhelpful when we met him and like disappeared to the ether and then no i was busy when you met me i went i was busy when you met me how did you guys meet i uh, they helped me battle some giant cockroaches from for mrs rose oh mrs rose um, yeah how's she doing well her garden's now. a mess yeah it was pretty wow. gross 
Mrs. Rose cares a lot about her garden. I bet she was a little upset. I have not been by since I left. <laughs> so I do not know. I have been avoiding that block. What are, what are you doing here? Uh, I don't want to, like, beat a dead horse, but... What? I said I don't want to beat a dead horse. You brought a dead horse? To, to reiterate, we're looking for the oh, Gale Dreams. Oh, metaphorically, Gale Dreams, yes. <laughs> we're looking for Luella. Grandma. And Elagorn. And Papa. Yeah. Grandpa and Grandma. Well, they're here. It's the quarterly. Oh. And on the quarterly, we all go to Grandma and Grandpa's house to play Dominions. We're going to have Sunday dinner. <laughs> Dominions? Okay, like like the deck builder? Wait, is there an actual deck building card game? Yeah, there's Dominions? an actual deck building con- card game called Dominion. <laughs> Damn it. Well, this, okay, well, this is a, this is a different one that I kind of came up with after Carcassonne. All y'all can go to hell. I'm not trying to take away, like, Hasbro's IP or whatever. Dominion is, <laughs> the, is the I think, the first deck builder. And then, like, Ascension and a bunch of those other ones are, are made, like, after. No, well, mine was kind of based off of the Carcassonne card game. But hold on, let me, let me try to find the... The really, the quick brief that I had about Dominion. Damn it, did I not print that page off? Where is it? Joe is just like the person who would have made up half the stuff in that Wizards of the Coast did, but like is doing it much yeah. better. Yeah. Like, <laughs> with, and, and not, no, I didn't, and with no idea. The Reliquy Tower, that's a great idea. Yeah, you're doing it entirely independently, just like, like 10 the years Griffin ago. Rank apparently already existed. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. The Griffin Cavalry. The Griffin yeah. Cavalry, yeah. Um, <laughs> as, as I wrote it, this is a brief that I wrote. Uh, Dominions is a tile-placing tabletop game in which players gather points by creating dominions in the Astral Sea and linking them together into constellations for points. Well, that seems like a It really sounds cool like game. a fun yeah, game, right? Fun. Yeah, that sounds like I'm a really fun it. game. Are we playing, so like, it, is this like Risk or Settlers? I mean, between those two, it's closer to Settlers of Catan. The real-life analog is more like Carcassonne. Uh, I never mm-hmm. played it. But no, it's it's super good. Carcassonne I, is so fun. Anyway. So enough about Dominion. Yeah. About, enough about Dominions. Yeah, we all get together on the quarterly. It's Uncle, Ganadral, Aunt Linde, um, SRA, my moms, and me. Cool. Um, well, 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 I have you here. Do you happen to know... What's your name? Um, Alaris. You're the Geldrim, right? Yeah. Hey, apparently I'm your first cousin. No, I'm the Geldrim. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, cool. all right. Um, I don't need your sass, yeah, my, asshole. I don't know your name either. Listen, this is a lot of mouth for like a side quest, all right? <laughs> my dad is uh, Elafir. I don't know who Elafir is. Fair enough. He was the firstborn um, of Elagorn and Luella. See, that's starting to track. Yeah, because the naming convention. And of course, yep. uh, SRA has the, the, the ring, but she's Ganadral's first kid. But Gonadral, his named, I just, I just like assumed that there was, I don't know, a miscarriage or something. Mm. You don't ask about these things. Right, right. I understand that. But you're um, alive, so what's the story? Um, well, uh, as far as I can tell, um, my dad uh, was killed by uh, you know, that... Silverband Zealots. <laughs> uh, that tracks. Well, <laughs> It tracks with grandma and grandpa. Hey, come with me. This chapel isn't like walled off. It's uh, more like graded off with uh, like wrought iron bars that separate the sides of the chapel from the chancel proper. Look, you can see uh, grandpa Elagorn and grandma Luella. They're up there in the front row. Oh, damn. 
Damn. Uh, and indeed, you can see just like the back of their head. It looks just like Alaris's like bone structure if Alaris was a full elf. Oh, and it looks just like the painting that you saw in the office. Yeah, they're up there in the front row. They're here every day for the memory and probably showed up two hours before the service began to get those seats. God. Wow. They sound lovely. We finna walk up on these people in church. Uncle Ganadraw there, he's super intimidated by Grandma and Grandpa, so he shows up super early too. Next to him is Cousin Essere. She's getting her doctorate in like transmutation or something. Uh, that's her. She's the cool one with the purple hair. Those are my moms over there, Fran and Grayus. They're always so out of the house. I can't get them to move any faster. But that's him sitting in the back row. Grandpa always says that that's where the sinners sit, but mom likes to say that that's where the saints are, and the sinners go up front so that they can hear better. Mm. I spent the night at the pals and forgot to set an alarm, so that's why I'm standing. And then my sister Effie is studying in Zadal. So which one are you, son, a saint or a sinner? Well, I showed up late, like super late, and I didn't. I really hate coming to the memory anyway, so I'm either a super sinner or a super saint. So take your pick. <laughs> Fair enough. So who has the family ring? Uh, Esrae. Esrae. And Esrae is here? Yeah, she's a cool one with the purple hair. The cool one with the purple hair. Cool. Yeah. And like, she really sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. (laughs) That's her. Yeah, she's got the ring. She's Ganadral's first kid. I mean, I guess we we just need to wait for the service to be over. Grimton, as you're looking forward into the chapel, you become transfixed by the memory service. It's fascinating despite you not knowing Elvin and the general droning that's happening. There's a call and response. There's a song you can't understand accompanied by a harp and a flute. It's programmed, but in like a far more fluid way than what you've seen in like Temples to Moradin, the Dwarf Father. There is an elegance here that is unmatched. One of the priests introduced the other who's wearing a flowered headband. One of the things that you can understand is the name Maidwin Faceworn. The Bishop of the Springwood begins droning on more in Elven, and eventually your eyes wander upward to the stained glass behind the chancel. As the Bishop speaks, the glazing follows along, and you realize that you're watching the story that you are listening to. Depicted now in the stained glass are monstrous green beings keeping elves in cages. One elf in the background is roasting on a spit over the fire. The colored tiles then undulate, shifting into a beam of warm yellow shining down from a constellation you recognize as the Celadrin Bow. It bathes a tall fey figure in light. They stand proud, gracefully wielding a long sword in their hand. You recognize it as Corlon Letharian, the creator god of the elves. The frames shift again. The form is a column of fire surrounding a hideous figure, body curled and animalistic. It gnashes its tusks and holds a long, familiar-looking pike. You recognize this as Grumsh, the god who formed the orcs during the Dawn War, whose creations have been battled by the dwarves and her dearth for centuries. 
subdued over the winter ridge. The next set shows the two weapons clashing, longsword against spear, and the next, a failed lunge by Grumsh and Corlong redirecting the pike. The colored tiles all turn blood red as the center of the window becomes Grumsh's eyeball, blinded by the relic you saw outside. Finally, you witness Corlon touch the elves that had been captured, and their skin is now silver. Then the Bishop of the Springwood says, Ia. The window returns to its floral motifs, and then the congregation of elves speak in unison, all in elven. Those who understand the language hear this. Coralon, by, by your grace, grace grant your, your children's strength, strength to protect, protect our lives, our ways, our freedom. The enemy approaches, seeking to destroy us, all that we hold dearest and nearest to our hearts. You are always with us. In the whispering of the wind through the trees, in the murmuring of the streets of rocks, in the roaring of the waves upon the shore, in the twang of the bow, in the song of our hearts, in the longing of our souls. Be with us now, the firstborn, your children, as we defend our homes of evil. Though violence is our last resort, we shall never forget the skills you taught us. Help us to remember and honor the gifts you lovingly gave us. Be with us now. Let every arrow from the drawn bow fly forth and pierce the hearts of those who would wrong us. Let every sword drawn in your name cut down those who defile your children in your woods. Let every spell drawn the air strike down the soul of earth and strengthen the heart of good. Protect us, Corlon. Your children call to you. In this time of danger and darkness, be our guiding light. All voices are raised in your name. All hearts quicken in knowing your love. All souls, no matter the course of this battle, shall one day return and rest with you. Corlon, by your grace, grant your children victory. Yeah.
Excuse God me. bless America. That was like a five. Like that. Don't was... you dare bless America. You take that back. <laughs> I officially unbless America. That might be the first time I've heard someone reject the Joe says hi. Yeah, because normally I can just absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, like your mom, your mom will call and be like, Joe says hi, Joe says hi, Joe says hi. <laughs> that was the first time I'd ever seen it shut down. Yee with the nat 20s. Yeet. You notice... Go to hell. You notice... <laughs> what was... Stephen, was, what was that? I was that? gonna pantomime yeeting something, and, and then I And then he yeet. actually yeeted yeet. his, his you cup. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'll just go ahead and put that in patron secrets. I love patron secrets because we just drop random stuff in there completely I know, it's great. And, I, and with no context. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Well, I mean, if they if they wanted the context, they could come listen. <laughs> in the background, it's lovely. You take some acid and you go on a trip. There's some <laughs> naked centaurs or something. That's why Aaron couldn't show Fantasia to her uh, elementary kids. Wait, is there... I don't apparently or like naked centaurs yep. or like naked uh um I have no mermaids or something. I don't think yeah, I've seen I, I, that. I agree that unseen servants are great. Um Gong farming farming episode proves that one hundred and ten percent. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, look, I'm looking at uh a gif right now of some naked centaurs just all tits out. Oh, okay. LOL. That's the boring. Well, I mean, they're not wearing pants. Yeah, but I was expecting like horse schlong. Oh yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess they are, aren't they? Now you have that on recording. Huh. <laughs> I just like I feel like I feel like that's a thing I would either remember or like would be more talked about, but like as a 28-year-old adult man, this feels like the first time I'm ever hearing about this. Okay. They mingle along to a chapel. Uh, wait, no, they <laughs> instead mingling toward, that's what it should be. Okay. Instead, mingling toward a chapel along the wall across from the ambulatory where you are now. See, that's the beauty of editing. Nobody has to hear that. Nobody's gonna know. Steven, did you just take a rip of a vape? Is that what you just did? No, I just... Okay, this, <laughs> I caught it out of the corner of my eye. I was like, Stephen, do you vape? No, if I, if I vaped, I wouldn't be like, I would be ripping fat clouds for you guys. Like, <laughs> Just like the back of their head looks just like Grimton if, or not. <laughs> just looks just, the looks, years have not been kind to them. It looks just like Alaris's bone structure if she sticks out and like she really sticks out like a Thor a, a sore thumb yeah uh, like a Thor group like a Thor th like a, a I can't even say like it. a foursome yes like a for it sticks out like a foursome <laughs> in the middle of church damn undeniable that <laughs> you cannot take your eyes off of her just like a foursome yeah. Yeah? Yeah? That's gonna be exactly like church because there's gonna be some parts yes. where it's like super on and some parts yeah. where it's a total mess. 
hilarious. And I and some of us are gonna know all the words. Years. And there's gonna be times where we messed up. Yeah, I got yep. like distracted for a second, exactly so like I wasn't church. saying anything, and then I got back in. Good job, Sarah. <laughs> Nailed it. Sarah was just like feeling the spirit over there. Well, it's like when well, you're actually not. in church, and you're like, yeah, I know most of the words. Okay, so I went to mass for years, and I. I don't think I once said the Apostles' Creed in completion, like, flawlessly. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that stuck out to me a lot as you we were reading it was the, uh, like, let every arrow from drawn bow fly forth and pierce the hearts of those who would wrong us, and let every sword drawn in your name cut down those who would defile your children in your woods, because I feel like there's a chance that we might have done that. No, well, Davos oh. aren't oh, no. <laughs> There's a difference. We definitely all want to punch Nazis, but I, for one, have punched one person in my whole life. And, like, I'm sure number two could be a Nazi, but it wasn't too much fun to punch the first person, so, like... Everyone's like, yeah, punch Nazis. I'm like, have you punched someone before? It really hurts. God, no, I really want to punch more people, though, because every time I get drunk, all I want to do is, like, box. Yeah, see, we were supposed to go boxing when we were in Conway. I I know. I mean, we still can when the world's not going to We still can't. Well, I mean, it's very difficult to do it in Conway, though. Yeah, there was, like, (laughs) one gym. Uh, I'm just going to put this in there. I I, I was kind of talking to Ian a little bit in the Avengers Patron sequence, and he says, uh, you got to punch properly, hit soft targets, aim for the throat. (laughs) (laughs) That's so like Side note, I have adopted the slogan that is just a sort of like patois of the various internet things involving Twisted Tea. The slogan that I unironically am adopting is soup for my family, tea for my enemies. Yeah. Um, Hilarious. <laughs> it's such a good like mix of all that like leftist memory. Yeah. Well, you know, that was like floating around online for like three or four days before I figured out where it came from. Because I, like, oh. got... Yeah. Like, I understood the, 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 soup the my twisted bit. tea bit. Like, I understood the context. I was like, all of these are on leftist memes, and the tea is always the weapon. But, like, why is this happening? And then I finally saw the video, and I was like, oh, okay. But usually, like, you know where it comes from. But I was, like, lost for four whole days. I had to go search Twisted Tea original video yeah. so that I could go... Because, like, <laughs> I kept seeing, like, little bits or, like, the meme where it was just, like... Uh, the uh, the one where it's like the guy that says the bodies and it's then the guy with the twisted tea and uh, the floor, the floor. Like, <laughs> or, or I guess the other way like the floor the bodies and so then I had to finally go find the video and watch it in its full context and now there's twisted but tea I, ads again, on my YouTube like straight up I was hilarious. watching YouTube there's twisted tea ad and I was like god damn it I don't actually want twisted tea hey I want to play more Dungeons and Dragons I'm sorry <laughs> This is definitely going to get... We're, we're just going to keep on this recording and I'll just chop it up later. Or... Or... We can end it... Nah. We're-